Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Unpacking the Toolbox is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Guillermo. Katie, Katie loves. Hi, G. Hola. Hola. Here we viva, are again. Viva Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Yo, recently I started watching a bunch of Elvis movies. I've seen them before, but not all of them. But there's a bunch of them on one of the streaming networks. And I love them so much. What? He what's was, your, have you seen the most latest Austin Butler Elvis? Yes, Is it amazing? Yeah. I, I really, really liked it. He's really good. He doesn't look like Elvis at all, in my opinion, but that doesn't matter because he has like his essence. He's really fucking good. Wow. So good. I have not seen it. I should watch really? that. I feel yeah. like a bad actor. Yo, Katie, isn't it funny when you're, I remember being in college and being, you know, whatever age you are when you're like second year of college, I was, I don't know. 20, 21. I don't fucking know. But there was a girl in one of my acting classes. um, And I went to a business school. But of course, I took like the three like uh, acting classes that there were in the school. Um, And there was a girl in my class that was like 32. And I remember all of us being like, yo, she's 32. (laughs) We were flabbergasted. That she was in her 30s. And now I'm the oldest person we've ever met. But I remember all of us being like, oh, it was like the the scoop. It was like this drama. People were like, oh, my God. Can what you is this 32-year-old old creature doing yeah. here? And wow. we love her. We loved her. Yeah. But, of course, now I'm 52 and I'm like, hey, you know, that's At not 32 so, is old, so young. What happened? Yeah. Now, wait, in business school, did you take business classes? 
I took some. I went to Baruch College, which I is the college this. that J Lo went to. Yes. Um, it's on like 23rd in Lexington. I I knew I wanted to be an actor, but I wanted to go to have something to fall back on, get a degree in business. Um, just to have something to fall back on. My two older brothers went there. I cannot imagine you running, like doing a regular life job. Can you fucking Literally imagine my and- dumb ass <laughs> no. trying to do somebody's fucking taxes or some bullshit that has to do with money or something that's not artistic? <laughs> not Hell because no. you're dumb. You're incredibly smart. But well, like, listen, I could be dumb sometimes. You are so like not. <laughs> that's so not my brain. It doesn't work that you're way. You're not traditional like Mm-mm. that. Like Mm-mm. you can't do a job like that like that is yeah. not oh so both your brothers went to Baruch so you were like alright I'll just do this yeah 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 but luckily you know at, at the second year like the middle of the second year I got an agent and I started booking and I was like see ya peace fucking was out of there peace out you must have come into Baruch and they must have been like mm-hmm. wow give yep. this dude all the leads yep like they were like this motherfucker could act all those business majors were terrible actors <laughs> So my scrawny ass was like, I could do it. And they were like, you're amazing. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. I'm just like (laughs) dying over the image of you like having a sliding doors life where like you didn't get an agent and you graduated (gasps) and you're in like some horribly fitted suit and you can't wear all your shirts and your leather suspenders and you have to like report to an office and like do taxes or something. Like, what would you have done? That is disgusting. I would never. I would never. You wouldn't have survived. I uh, Little Guillermo Diaz going to Baruch College is, is the greatest thing in the entire world to me. Freaking crazy, it's right? It's like it would have. Uh, I can't. You were not meant to do that. I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, it was such a great experience. And I met so many. There was a professor there. Named you met that 32-year-old old hag. Yeah, that old hag. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Today's episode is 216. We are nearing the, like, we are in the final third of the second season where shit gets ramped up and fucking crazy. This episode is called Top of the Hour. Mm -hmm. And it aired on March 21st of 2013. And it was written by Heather Mitchell and directed by Steve Robin. Check it out, Katie. March 21st is the day before my birthday. Continue on. The best day in the world. (laughs) The day that we all, we all need to be celebrating March 22nd. Guest starring Scott Foley as Jake Ballard, Sharmila Devar as Lauren Wellman, Kurt Fuller as Graydon Osborne, Samantha Sloyan as Janine Locke, Alexander Greer as Patrick Whitehouse Staffer, Denorka Walcott as reporter Carol. Reese Rios as reporter Peter, Jay Jackson as news anchor, Lisa Edelstein as oh. Sarah Stanner, love her, love. Jay Carnes as Phil Stanner. This is a beautiful name and it's very it hard. Is. It's Saida. Saida Arika. Arika. Ekulona as Samantha Wells. I hope I did not butcher her name. Who is Samantha Wells in it? Who the fuck knows? I don't remember. Do you remember. remember who Samantha Wells was? I don't remember. All right, we're going to get into it. So we'll Oh, Samantha Wells was the was the it? secretary that is seat uh, is seated outside of Fitz's office where Melly is like, "Tell me where all his meetings, no, please." No, that's, that's Lauren. Not her. Oh god damn it, I fucked up. You're right. That's Lauren. Charlotte <laughs> Devar is, is Lauren Wellman, who is the, the who is the secretary who's in charge of Fitz's schedule and that's is at a desk right, sitting outside right, the Oval that's Office. That's right. Yes, sorry, I apologize. Guys, this is a real doozy of an episode. It's kind of a classic. We've got a case of the week. 
And we've got a lot of B storyline going on in the White House. Synopsis. Olivia and her OPA team find themselves once more in the middle of a media firestorm. This time, they go head-to-head with the White House after their new client, high-powered CEO Sarah Stanner, is accused of having an affair with President Fitz's nominee for the Supreme Court. Olivia delivers a hot tip to Jake Ballard as their flirtations continue. In pursuit of the White House mole, Huck teaches Quinn how to be a professional stalker with mixed results. Meanwhile, Hey, <laughs> hey wait a minute. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cyrus and Melly battle for the president's attention and Abby confronts Harrison over his role in her and David Rosen's breakup. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, so to jog y'all's memory, Lisa Edelstein portrays the case of the week Sarah Stanner and she's fucking unbelievable her acting is ridiculous she's so good it's amazing like she plays this high-powered female CEO they have two kids this like sort of perfect life a lovely house and then her daughter they're like setting up dinner at the beginning of the episode and you're like oh my god what a lovely family and then all of a sudden it's like ding Dong. Mm-hmm. And then the little daughter they goes running. They think it's running. pizza. They You're think like, it's the pizza, pizza they ordered. Here. And the little daughter runs to the front door and it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and and it's like, all these reporters and shit and right outside the door. Flashing bulbs and your your mother, you know, like, we want to talk to Sarah Stanton. She's been having an affair with a Supreme Court nominee. And what we learn is, is the case of the week is that Fitz's Supreme Court nominee was having an affair, we think, with Lisa Edelstein's character a million years ago. But it turns out what we learned is that affair was like going on for like a way much longer, much, much longer. longer. She was almost even kind of in love with them. Her husband puts it together like, is our daughter even mine? Like, am I the father? Mm. Anyway, their performance is amazing. Uh. And so it's sort of like the White House going head to head with OPA because we rep Lisa Edelstein's character. And the White House is trying to protect the Supreme Court nominee. And so they're tearing Lisa Edelstein's character apart in the press, like showing all these pictures of her in college. Like she was like a slut and like releasing emails where she was like basically supposedly like begging him to have sex with her. Yes. And then at the and same of course, t- and Cyrus is like, WTF, Olivia, what the hell are you doing? Leave this alone. And she's like, nope, I'm this is my client. Too bad. Yeah. And I love what he she delivers one of my favorite lines where she tells Cyrus, take a breath, Cyrus. I don't want to re- be responsible for a heart attack. Like you're going to have a heart attack because yeah. Cyrus is losing his shit over this. Yeah. yeah. Such foreshadowing because yeah. Cyrus does have a heart attack at some point. I, can re- I can't right. remember what season that is, but I he definitely either. has a heart attack at he some does. point. We will be back with more after the break. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. 
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, let's consult on notes. (laughs) Let me look at the notes of, like, my favorite best scenes and all this shit. Ooh, there's Um, so many in this one, so many. I know, they're so great, and there's a lot of, um, oh, oh, God, I just had a really big flashback. Okay, we'll get there. Um, um, Okay, Olivia brings information on the kidnapped... Uh, are they army people who are kidnapped? Who's kidnapped? I believe they're military folk. Yeah, military folk have been yes. kidnapped and Fitz is trying to figure out, but there's a mole and Jake is, and Olivia are like flirtatious as all hell. Olivia goes to visit Jake at his office and we see some adorable photo of like with Jake him and in his, a camel. With him in <laughs> a camel getting licked in the face and Jake in his like hot, sexy uniform and all that kind of thing. Um, Melly doesn't understand like what the fuck is going on. She sees that in Fitz's schedule, three meetings a week are going on late at night. And she goes to Cyrus and is like, your boy's cheating on us. And no, she's like, no, 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 forgive me. Our boy's cheating on you. He's meeting with someone three nights a week and I don't know who it is. And Cyrus, you don't know who it is. And Cyrus is supposed to know everything about what, what, what the president is doing. Yes. What else, G? What are, oh, there's so much good Quinn and Hawk. So much good stuff. Another, it's really like the beginning of Quinn. It's uh, a lot of Quinn and Huck shit. Like, you know what oh, I remember? Yes. Do you remember any of it? I, you know what I remember from the, uh, about this episode is how much I enjoyed shooting it because whenever we were on location, it was just fun. We were out out of you know the studios. We weren't in the OPA office, which was yeah. you know that was fun too, of course. But when we got to go outside and be like in downtown LA or in Pasadena, and the yeah. fact that it was just you, me and you shooting this episode. Like, I think it was pretty much you and I together this whole episode. Yeah. This right? whole episode, the whole thing. we're following. We're following the 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 mole, the White the House mole, mole. Who's great in Osborne, played by yes. Kurt Fuller. And, uh, and you're not really helping. Like, you're saying, I'm like, okay, well, he's going to make the drop in plain daylight. And so I'm like following him around and we stop at a dry cleaners. And yeah. you're letting Quinn do the whole stalking work. But Quinn, like, keeps fucking. <laughs> yeah. He wants her to get her feet. He wants her to get her feet wet and just, you know, yeah. get in there, really dive in and, and experience what it's yeah. like. And so she waits. I love it. She waits behind Graydon Fuller in the line for the cleaners. And she's like, holy shit. I feel like he's making the drop. There's like sketchy shit going on. And they're like, 
okay, next customer, what would you like to drop off for your dry cleaning? And Quinn's like, uh. <laughs> and she just gives her her shirt off of her back. The next Quinn, shot we see, yeah, is just you in a bra. Just me in a bra. And I'm like walking to the car, like so mortified and embarrassed and made such a rookie ass mistake. Yes. Isn't Huck um, like, see, you weren't prepared. You should have been prepared yeah. or some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. How did you feel shooting that shooting that scene? Were you like Well, I remember it's so stupid. I remember being so wildly insecure because I was like fitting with Lynn Paolo like what I would be what, wearing what underneath would the bra this look shirt. Like? Yeah, what yeah, would you be wearing? Yeah. It was wearing? all about the bra yeah. and my yeah. boobs and like how high up were they? How low right. were they? And I just remember being like, "Ugh, being a girl <sighs> is so stupid." Right? Like it was just like very like I felt a little I I can remember feeling insecure about my like chest or what it looked like. I can remember that feeling. Of course. I wish we were all able to like now looking at these episodes that we shot so long ago, I'm like, damn, you look pretty good, Guillermo. You look like, but in the moment, you know what I mean? We're all so overly critical about our looks or our weight or whatever. And then years pass and you're like, wait a minute, motherfucker. You look, why didn't I enjoy myself a lot more when I was in that time? You know what I I mean? I go back at photos all the time before (sighs) I had to kids and I'm like why was I upset like yes. what, what nothing was, I so was upset wrong about? it yeah. was my body was great yes. like I had nothing to worry about like yeah. I can't yeah. believe I was so much harder on myself then it's so weird oh yeah you know what else I remember from this episode also Kitty uh. is is again being on location and shooting you know outside of the studio but also I remember always being like ooh what food places will be around here that I can go to <laughs> when we break for lunch instead of <laughs> having the catered lunch is there a good pizza shop is there like a McDonald's or a good burger <laughs> place you are <laughs> ridiculous I'm obsessed with you wait were we in Pasadena for the dry cleaning maybe I, th- I think it was Pasadena I want to say yeah I think I it was like Pasadena I feel like that was it too yeah. that's so funny you're just scoping out like oh what lunch spot am i gonna go pick up my shit like an all-you-can-eat buffet hell yeah there's nothing better than a fucking all-you-can-eat buffet (laughs) there's one up here near where i live at at a hotel near universal studios have you ever been to it no it's right up the hill like right past the entrance of universal what do you get everything katie they got crab legs they got oysters they got chinese food they have crepes oh, my mouth they is have watering eggs benedict they oh, have wow. mexican food and like literally 24 every- 7 all of these options or like the seafood no, only no. comes out at five it's only on the weekends you have to make reservations like two weeks in advance because it's super popular and it gets super packed it costs like 75 bucks a head but it is so worth it and you could get bloody mary's or whatever liquor Mimosas. you want you get, yeah uh. oh everything um, it was very cute. And then Quinn and Hawk, she does pick up the dry cleaning and she checks his suit pocket. And in fact, there is a big, thick envelope filled with cash. And so they feel like it is the confirmation that he is the mole. Mm-hmm. There's money being exchanged for information. This guy is guilty and we're like super on the trail. But yeah. now I have to like have this little monologue where I have to make sure he doesn't know that we're on to him. Yeah. So I have to return the dry cleaning. Which you're so good in that scene. You're so good. You're like, oh, I'm such a dummy. Uh, like, like I, I picked up my back. husband's dry cleaning, but I shouldn't. It's not going to be ready till Saturday. And oh, you were so good. It's such it's such a fun, cute little scene. Thanks, <laughs> G. Okay. We see 
that Fitz and Olivia, who have been on the outs mm-hmm. for many an episode, that Fitz calls Olivia because he's so fucking pissed about the Supreme Court nominee not going through. And it's basically he just feels like his entire presidency thus far has been a total shit show. Yeah, a conundrum. just a joke. A it's conundrum. <laughs> It's just been awful. Like, it's an embarrassment. They've gotten, like, nothing successful to pass through. They don't have the ref, like, the people who've been kidnapped. They don't have that. They haven't had a Supreme Court nominee. Like, it's a total mess. And he calls Olivia. And I feel like he's drunk, right? Yeah, because he's he's drinking his whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. He's buzzed for show. And while they're calling, Liv is watching Lisa Edelstein and her character's husband, like, fighting through the window of their house. And you can just see, like how broken both of these relationships are and Liv just says like, or he says, you ruined me. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, uh, he says something else to her and then she says, I'm going to hang up. And he's like, yeah, you do that. And then he hangs up before her. He's so mean. He's so like, I don't give a fuck about it. And he's so upset, obviously just to remind listeners out there, he's so upset because he knows that Liv rigged the election. Yeah, about Cytron. And he knows that mm-hmm. he's not the president that people voted for. And how do you live with yourself yeah. knowing that everyone you trusted betrayed you and the country that you're supposed to run, you didn't win fair and square. Yeah. And and I love in this episode too that the what's happening with uh Lisa's character and her and, husband, yeah. and her husband is sort of mirroring yes. you know the strife that Olivia and Fitz are going through. It's 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 really nice. And it's th- throughout the episode. Yeah, throughout the episode, the two yeah. relationships are totally parallel mirrors to each other. Yes, yes, yes. And then Lisa has the most incredible monologue after the phone call between Fitz and Liv. She goes in and Lisa's just like sitting at the table by herself. Her husband has requested a paternity test to know if the daughter is his legitimate daughter. And Lisa is just fucking drinking wine out of the bottle. Out of the bottle. I love it. Yeah. And she breaks out another bottle and she's like, Olivia, you're going to drink with me. And Uh, Olivia's like, no, I can't. I'm on the job. And she's like, girl, you are going to drink with me. Yes. And it's (laughs) such a great monologue. And Lisa's just so pro-level at like, Looking like she's holding back tears. Like, how yeah. do her eyes do that? They she's were welled huge, up the whole time. She has the these fucking time. huge blue eyes that are perfect at just the well up and not the release. And I so appreciate that skill set as an actor. I'm like, oh, my God, it looks like she's on the verge of crying, but she's holding herself back. And it's taking all of her guts to hold herself back. It's so good. This actress is, is uh, I mean, a pro. She, she's been in so much shit. Look, she's been in Seinfeld, L.A. Law, E.R., Frasier. Homegirl was in the movie The Doors. She had a really small role in The Doors, oh which is God. really memorable. She plays like wow. the makeup artist. To, uh, to, With Val um, Kilmer? Yes, yes, yes. Whoa. Yeah. But yeah, she's she's a stellar actor. And then and she also, was in this huge. She's a huge theater actor. Huge oh, is she theater Katie? actor. Yeah, yeah huge oh, New York theater actor. And then I she had that. this show, Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. Oh, I kind of remember that. Which she got like right after Scandal, which she was the lead of. Really? Yeah. And Did, Paul it last... Edelstein was played he in her it too? husband oh, on shit. that show, or her ex-husband, I think, the one she divorces. The actor that plays her husband, his name is yes. Jay Carnes. And he's amazing, too. He was on The Shield for forever. He did 89 episodes of The Shield. And I did an episode of The Shield called Blood and Water. So I got to work with him like years ago when I first moved to L.A., yeah, he's he's wonderful. And he was also when I was, you know, doing my research, he was in a movie with Madonna. 
Yes. What movie of Madonna's was he Called in? The Next Best Thing, which was the biggest piece of shit. It's the worst <laughs> movie. Um, Madonna's in it. And, um, Is yeah, she and the lead? She, she's the lead. She's one of the leads. Um, but yeah, it's a terrible movie. But I thought it was so funny and so interesting that Jake Carnes is, uh, was in that film with her. Can we take a strong left turn at how amazing Madonna was in A League of Their Own? Oh, man. That's one of my uh, favorite movies of hers. I mean, she Ugh. was astounding. She really was. She like, really was. Joy and gravitas mm-hmm. and dancing Ugh. and ball busting. And her and Rosie O'Donnell, I could watch the two of those <laughs> women do their side banter yes. for hours. Like, yeah. they were remarkable. They became really close friends on that film. They and did? Yeah, yeah. They're still really, really close friends to this day. Oh, yeah. and we know this because Madonna's your best friend. Well, a duh, a duh. <laughs> Tell us something we don't know. We were singing Rosie O'Donnell's praises so much this weekend because when you look, we like to, this is so lame. We like to go on YouTube and watch when Broadway shows used to go on the Rosie O'Donnell show and perform a number. I love that. And and we show them to our kids, like our kids really into The Mm -hmm. Lion King. And it's like, if you want to see The Lion King from Broadway perform two songs, usually it's from the Rosie O'Donnell show and like all the musicals of that time. And Adam was like, my God, Rosie was just such a Broadway A supporter, supporter. She that she loved always had every show yeah. on her mm-hmm. show, and it's like the only footage we have. And I'm like, I Adam's like, just fucking bow down to Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Like, if we didn't have her in the Rosie O'Donnell show, yeah. we wouldn't have any of these recordings. But you know what? I'm. But you know what? No one else was doing that on on television, much less daytime television. And and I think she she spiked 100%. ticket sales to. A lot of these shows because people would see these performances and be like, oh, my God, I have to go see that. I remember when Hedwig and the Angry Inch first came out, she had John Cameron Mitchell and the Angry Inch on and they did a they they did a song, Origin Origin of Love, I think they did. And it was yeah, she did this for so, so many shows. She's amazing. That was so amazing. I saw a musical when I was studying abroad in London. I was studying at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts. She was producing a musical about Boy George called Taboo. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was on Broadway for a short stint, And she right? transferred it to Broadway and it did not, it did unbelievable in England. Like it was yeah. one of those ones that I think Brits felt such a connection to Boy George. Like he's there, you know, they, ha- they love him. And mm-hmm. I don't think it, I don't think American That's Broadway sort of audiences translated. really connect to yeah. Boy George, but- I saw it in England when I Ooh. was there, and I loved it. And oh, bravo, Rosie O'Donnell, for <laughs> making a stance and trying to bring it to America. I met Rosie O'Donnell when uh, I went to New York years ago when um, when uh, fucking Hillary Clinton was, was running for president, and I was invited to go – and uh, do an introduction at one of the events oh. where Hillary Clinton was going to be in it. And I was there and Rosie O'Donnell was there and and I met Rosie and she was so, so kind, so cool. And she was a big fan of Scandal. Right. We talked about Scandal. And Yo, that would, Rosie O'Donnell, come on Come this on the podcast. show. I bet she would come on. I bet we she would come on. We love you. We yeah. love you. We really do. Come on this podcast. We'll be right back, guys. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. 
Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, so Lisa Edelstein and Carrie Washington are sitting drinking wine out of their bottles, mm. and they're lonely. That's what I wrote in my notes. It's like, this is yeah. so lonely Ugh. that betrayal yeah. really has a price. And that's where this episode is mirroring. It's like Lisa betrayed her yeah. husband by cheating on him, and Olivia betrayed Fitz by rigging the election. And they are so sort of left alone with their betrayal, and it's like yeah. all they have, and their wine. Um, but and- I, I, love, I love that Olivia's like... Yeah, you betrayed him, but also it, at the moment you did the best you could. You did the best you you knew, knew how, do. you know. And she she's also, I think, she's trying to. Uh, Olivia is obviously trying to heal herself with her own words as well. Yeah. But yeah, 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 super powerful. We've got a paternity test that we're waiting on, and mm. then we move to Fitz is actually raiding Kashvar with the SEAL team, and he gets the hostages thanks to the Jake Intel. That Olivia delivered to him. And Fitz makes the weirdest arm pose. Did you notice this? Oh, when, he, when he's like happy that they, that he they got like them? He makes like the fight power, like, or the, what's that term? Like, he oh, makes like, the, a, like this one, the, yeah, the sort of fist up, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes that yeah. <laughs> sort of, like, it's like a perfect 90 degree fist in the air. It's very odd. Like A 90 degree Fitz? <laughs> Yo, I I was going to ask you, Katie. So Olivia provides this this information to Jake yeah. to yeah. give to Fitz. Did she do that because she felt bad for everything she's done because of the the rigging the election and all of that? I don't remember wh- how that happened or why why she's giving Jake this information to give to the White House. Right? I think that was part of it. 
I think they she did she get the information because it was on that girl's computer who died next to David Rosen. Oh, right, right, right. They talk about that at the top of the episode. The mole or something was some of the information that was on the girl who was murdered next to David Rosen's computer because she was sleeping with all these dudes to get information. So she had some intel on that. And I feel like it's from that computer. I don't know why Olivia gives it to Jake, though. Right. I guess. Oh. Oh, it has to be because she is still wanting Fitz to be successful as a president like she still like feels so bad but like he is still the president and she's like fuck if I just give this give up this information first of all it's going to save hostages but also it's going to give his presidential you know run such a such a bump and such a huge success like yeah you know remember it's like when Obama got um Osama bin Laden I mean it was like a huge huge moment um yeah but anyway, I think that's why. Yeah. I wonder if this is based on that, actually. I right? remember when we went to the White House to visit uh, during one of the White House correspondent dinners. And you, when you get, take a tour of the West Wing, the president, I think, is allowed to, like, change all the amazing black and white photos of their presidency that mm. are featured in the hallways that you're walking up and down. And they have that huge, famous photo of Barack Obama and and Hillary Clinton with her hands over her mouth in she that got a situation lot of room for, or whatever in the they situation call it. room yeah. right when they were about to find out if they got Osama bin Laden. Oh, shit. I don't remember that. And I remember Hillary Clinton got flack for like what she looked like in that moment because people thought she was like emotional. I'm like, fuck <sighs> you. People give flack for fucking everything. Come Go on, screw yourself. Dude. Ugh. So this was definitely an ego boost for Fitz when this, yes, you know, like he, he gets this win. He finally gets a win. He yes. finally, finally gets a win. And then Jake, I wrote, beats the shit out of a pop, a Razzie, who got a pick of him and Liv. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> So when Olivia is passing Jake this intel and this information, it's there's a paparazzi who's trying to get pictures of Lisa Edelstein's character. And he manages to get a picture of Liv and Jake and Liv's like, it's fine, whatever. But we all know like, oh, shit, Jake is fucked because Mm -hmm. Fitz can't know that Jake and Liv are sort of like working together. Jake's playing all sides because he's shady. He is. And then there's this great scene where Jake goes and beats up this photographer to get the film. I was wondering, did Jake, did um, Scott do that stunt? Did he do the beat up? Because because um, Jake is wearing a ski mask, so it could have been a stunt guy. But I don't remember if if Scott did it or if it was a stunt guy. I feel like it was Scott. But we'll ask Scott when he comes on. We'll put it on the list. We'll put it on the list of things when we're going to ask him. When Foley comes back, we got shit to ask him. Yeah. Now, the lovely part of this is Harrison and Abby working together. They have an amazing, like, gladiator. Oh, this this line that yeah. became famous, which was like Abby saying, Harrison, it feels really bad that he broke up her relationship with David Rosen because they really did have feelings for each other. And Abby's like totally nonchalantly throwing it all away and being like, whatever, it's fine. I just didn't know that we were gladiators first and people second. Oh, I love that. She was so cold in this scene. And you could sense um, Harrison's desperation to try to get through to her to be like, hey, look, what what about our connection? Like he he, and I I love another line that he says to her. He says, you're exactly the same, but completely different. And she's like, no, it's fine. I'm just now I'm just aware of how this is going to work. Moving forward, I'm I'm, you know. This is what I'm prepared for now. And he's like, you could just feel his like, oh, his is just feeling so bad. He just wants her back. And the whole time they don't know if they're going to be able to save Lisa Edelstein's marriage, but they're working their ass off to try to save her job. 
which is under scrutiny from the morality clause because they don't yeah. know if a CEO could have such a public affair. Right. And Harrison and Abby go into a board meeting with an empty box and they oh. put on this whole show like they've got dirt on all the board members Katie, and they're going to start is... airing it out. Ugh. And they've got to the count of three to decide if everyone's going to just put their dicks out on the table. Get naked together. Yeah, we, all right, we're all going to get naked together. together, Katie, they say. this is one of my favorite, favorite scenes it is so good. It's such a great like revenge scene. Uh, it, it, not revenge, but like a, it's such a satisfying scene. Yeah. Because all these douchebags. The they're taking yeah, down the man. These douchebags, all these white dudes are just sitting around being like, yeah, she fucked up. There's a morality clause. And, you know, yeah. Abby and Harrison come in and they're like, how innocent are all of you? Have any of you had, you know, mo- morality like issues? Like, what the fuck right. have you guys done? Because we got it right. all in this box, but they don't got shit in that box but they all back down of course because they're like oh just in case oh yeah we've been cheating right and left and doing really bad shit Um, it's such a great scene it's a great scene and then we jump to the paternity test information uh he rips it up and he doesn't need or want to know because he is this girl's father regardless whether it's biological or not and um Melly comes to Cyrus's office and they you realize that Melly and Cyrus are both on the outs with Fitz and that they're both being cheated on because they realize that the person who's having the late night meetings three times a week in the Oval Office is Jake. Yeah. Then Jake, shade, what, say, G? I what, was just going to say, but then Melly has a, a wonderful line where she's like, she actually says, he's not cheating on me. He's cheating on you. Because, you know, Melly for a second thought it was, you know, about Olivia. him and Olivia, yeah. but it wasn't. It, it's about this other dude, Jake Ballard. And yeah. she's like, motherfucker, He's cheating on your ass, not mine. Yep. And then with the big, like, end of the episode, Jake goes to Liv's house and does the creepiest smile into the camera where he (sighs) knows he has got surveillance set up on her. And it's so creepy. And we don't know what Jake's intentions are. We don't know why he's watching Liv. Mm -hmm. I mean, we do because we know that Fitz hired him to do so. But, like, We don't know if he's good or bad or if he likes her or if he's faking it or like, what the fuck is this guy doing? People didn't know what to make of Jake, especially in the very beginning. People were like, totally hated the fuck out of him. Remember, it was bad. Hated him, hated him, hated him. And then the last second of the episode is that Osborne, who we think is the mole, looks at pics, surveillance photos of Quinn at the dry cleaners. So Quinn didn't do a good job at stalking <laughs> at all. But those were some cute photos. I was like, ooh, she looks cute. I know, I look so cute. She looks good. Ooh. Hell yeah, those high angle sh- shots. It was yeah, good. You look good. Was You know what I was thinking about? You the whole time because there's all these scenes of Quinn walking up and down the street following him to the uh, dry cleaner. And and my skirt is just literally doing circles and circles and circles. Damn pencil skirt. Around my fucking Spanx. Like (laughs) I used to be in Spanx shorts. Oh, and I was wearing my Jessica Simpson heels um, and those fucking pencil skirts that every time I took a step would just spin 360s. Like the scene was supposed to be lying, you know, on my thigh. It was just a mess. It was such a mess. Um, fun facts in this episode is that there's an editing edit 
Did you catch that? Editing error. I didn't until I read it in our notes. <laughs> Fun facts. Editing error. Around minute 22 and 40 seconds, we watch from behind as Abby adjusts her purse and checks the time on her watch. The camera angle flips to her front and we watch her do the exact same motion again. I notice that all the time in movies and TV shows. You but, do? you know, it's it's so hard to with the editing and the timing and when the actor does a certain motion and to do it at the exact same time on the, yeah. uh, you know, when they come from a different angle. Yeah. 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 I, I see know. that shit it all the time. It can't be perfect. Yeah. And then the CIA directors, FYI, they really do have shadows, as Huck mm-hmm. describes. The direct director's protective staff, DPS for short, is near the director 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days Damn. a year. Anyone who spends private time with the director is first vetted by his staff. They even live in the basement of the director's private oh, home. Damn. Although they do not freely roam the residence. Can you, Can believe you imagine that? that fucking job? You just oh got to be down there in the basement? Like God. what? I do they have a imagine... kitchen down there? A refrigerator? A they must. A shower? Come on now. Also, they can't take breaks to even poop. Like no. they're busy watching the CIA director and if they're safe. Yeah. That sucks. I would never want to be the director of the CIA. That sounds like an absolute terrible job. Who wakes up as a little boy or girl and says, like, I want to be the director of the CIA. Right. And and it probably is all top secret. Right. Like they can't be like boast about something cool that they did at their job to like, you know, at like a family party. It's all got to be kept secret. That's no fucking fun. No fucking fun. Oh, is it that time? time? Tweet, 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 tweet to the top. Tweet in the time. Oh, yeah. Okay, scandal tweet to the time. We got one from the queen herself. Kerry Washington on March 21st wrote to at Thai Lobby, hashtag ask scandal. How come Olivia gives this great advice to people but don't apply it to herself? And then she responded, because she's human. That's right. And then we got another queen tweeting. Wow. Miss Judy Smith, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, and Judy Smith uh, tweets, a crisis manager does offer comfort. Olivia and I have a heart for those who need us. Hashtag <gasps> scandal. Hashtag ask scandal. Oh, I love and that so much. me too. Another queen tweeted. Yes. Yes, she did. At Katie Lowe's. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for it. She tweeted in response to at Nikki 528 wrote, LOL, did Quinn not remember Liv's too much cleavage comment? Ari, the pink cardigan, hashtag ask scandal. And I wrote, oops. Yeah, that was in season one. She tells you too much cleavage. In season one, episode one, Olivia Pope says too much cleavage. Oh, that was episode one. Yeah, that was in the pilot. Wow. Originally, she was supposed to say your skirt's too short. Ooh. But when I went to the fitting, I told Lynn Paolo, I don't do short skirts. Hell no. So can we change it to cleavage? And Fuck we yeah. did. Nice. And then we have our Janae Pitts Murdoch tweeted. I just don't know how to feel about Jake. Is he a gladiator? Manipulator? Saboteur? Hashtag oh. scandal. Hashtag scandal ABC. Yo, nobody knows at this point. Yo, like, nobody knows at this point. 
Mm-hmm. Nobody knows how. To, I don't even know how I feel about Jake. At right? HuffPost TV tweeted, does the presidency come with a morality clause? Because I'm pretty sure Fitz is in breach. You could say that scandal, again. Hashtag ask scandal. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Another queen tweeted, G. What yes. did she say? Bellamy Young. Was she responding to Darby? Yeah, I think so. She says, you handled it. Hashtag scandal. Ranked number one in prime time with 191,000 tweets topping... What is that? Oh, uh, topping American Idol by 68% wow! at 113,000 tweets. So we freaking beat out American Idol during this episode. Wow. And and Bellamy wrote the hashtag in response to it. Hashtag gladiators roar. Remember yeah. that hashtag yeah, gladiators roar? My gladiators God, you roar. gladiators are the fucking best. You were the best then. You're the best now. Hell yeah. Our next up episode is called Snake in the Garden. And I don't remember what it's about. Do you remember Who what it's about? Who the hell knows? <laughs> nope. We may have a guest. We may not. But listen, gladiators, thanks for roaring so loudly on March 22nd of 2013. And thanks for roaring so <laughs> loudly now because we hear you guys are listening to this podcast. Yes. You're rewatching the fucking Hulu scandal stream it situation. And we're hashtag grateful, hashtag blessed. We love it so much we thank you guys so so much i was telling katie i'm i'm on twitter a lot lately and you guys are just messaging me left and right and commenting about how much you love unpacking what are your people toolbox saying, Guillermo? Oh, they're just saying they didn't realize they needed this in their lives so much they're Aww. asking like when is tony gonna be on that we should have tony and carry on on a podcast episode at the same time oh we're gonna do that that's yeah. a great idea a lot of people have been tweeting that they started doing the rewatch but they got so into the show that they're on like season four now and they're like sorry i'm way ahead but i'm still you know listening to the podcast and yeah do yourselves a favor people if you guys have not started to uh, re-watch scandal or watch it for, for the first time go on hulu and it's it's on there and you could just watch the whole series it's really really good we love you all peace out later ba- alligators. later alligators love you guys love you bye bye Thank you guys for joining us on Unpacking the Toolbox. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share with your friends, rate, or leave us a review. Scandal is executive produced by Sandy Bailey, Alex Alche, Lauren Homan, Tyler Klang, and Gabrielle Collins. Our producer and editor is Vince DeJohnny, with music by Chad Fisher. Scandal is a production of ABC Signature, and you can follow along by rewatching Scandal on Hulu. Unpacking the Toolbox is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app or anywhere you subscribe to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hold up. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 